And they hand it off, looking for the first down. They have it at more Montgomery. And he'll pick up the first down and get inside Lions territory. Play fake. Field sets up deep in the pocket with time. Oh, what a catch! Darnell Mooney went up and got it! Montgomery running left. Cuts it in! Touchdown, Chicago! Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. Sports, 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 sports. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring an in your face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's Smack Wagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. We are back. We already have, what, week four of the NFL already? Are you kidding me, T-Dog? Week four? Bears. Ooh. Bears. It could have deflated. It could have been the deflate gate bears. No. No, it was the the Bears with a big W. I love the play at the beginning there with Montgomery, although bad news, right? He's not supposedly not as hurt as feared. Yeah. But we may may lose Montgomery for a bit. That's the the one downfall that came out of today's game, man. Well, you know. That's the only downfall, but the main one. That's the price you got to pay when you're playing – Good football, and let me tell you something. Today was a good game. Really, now, that's the price you got to pay your running back, your main running back. If you're playing, good, hey, hey, if you're playing good football, we'll take it. We'll take it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have other, you know, next man up mentality, baby. Oh God, Jesus Christ! You, you love that. That's you love that. Stupid. Yeah, well, it could be that or yep. That's what I always say when my wife. Can you go do this? I'm like, yep. Yep. She's like, you got to stop with that. Yep. Who's who's teaching you the yeps? I don't know. Well, today was a great day for the NFL. We also have to talk a little bit of MLB because baseball October is here, baby. Yep. You it's got a playoff time. Got some teams uh, battling, a little Texas and, and Illinois teams going at it. Um, also, just a little hint. We'll throw out a little hint there. There's going to be a um, the last of the few preseason games for the NHL or wrapping up and we'll be going right into the NHL season as well. And basketball, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Is, really, who cares? But T-Dog, tell me. How how was your day watching the Bears? What'd you think? Well, I'll tell you what, Ron. I enjoyed watching the Bears. However, I should have been watching them in person, but unfortunately, that couldn't happen because of the vid. So, not me. I didn't get COVID, but somebody I was going to go to the game with did. So, unfortunately, had to cancel the old uh, the old game there. No, but, you no. Know, actually going to the game, which would have been nice to see the Bears win. But overall, it was very enjoyable to watch uh, Chicago. You played that snippet there at the beginning with uh, Montgomery, who, uh, you know, 
He's definitely what the Bears need. They need a good running game. He had over 100 yards today before he got hurt late in the, or midway through the fourth. I think it was actually early in the fourth, I yeah. believe. So he was on pace. But, you know, they ran for 188 yards today. And, uh, you know, this is against a Detroit team that was not terrible against the run, right? I mean, they were middle of the pack NFL. Yeah. You know, they were in midway, mid-pack. So it's not as if they were a pushover from that perspective. But, I mean, the Lions, though, man, this is, you know, well after a shitty game like the bears had last week mm-hmm. the lions are definitely the team to help you do that right i mean this, this is a sad what has happened to jared goff man i just well he I mean, woke up let his team to the super bowl he woke up third third and fourth quarter but well, look what he's bears, got he's got the same issues yeah. that that stafford had offensive line protection and really you know just a, some occasional decent wide receivers nothing extraordinary well, he does get rattled. He, he does. If he's got a clean pocket, he's pretty sharp. But if he, you know, I guess you could say that for just about any quarterback in the NFL. But he gets he gets any kind of pressure on him, and it just he's overthrowing footballs and everything else. But yeah. Um, but again, overall, it was a, it was a great start. I mean, that opening drive, marching right down the field and taking that lead. And but you know, offensively, Detroit actually didn't play that bad. I mean, they were inside the bears 10 yard line. I think their first three drives. Yeah. Right. And then they had that fumble, that goofball fumble. Um, that, you know, and then they had uh, the, that snap. The that early snap. Yeah. Yeah. They um, had a lot but, of weird things that have happened to Detroit, which, you know, maybe it's not so weird to, for Detroit fans, but definitely weird for us to watch. Yeah. I mean, golf had a pretty but, decent game. He had, it was 24, 38 for 299 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jamal Williams ran for 66 yards. Other than that, uh, nothing. A lot of that was playing catch up, right? I mean, they were playing catch up in that second half. I mean, the Bears were up, what, 21 nothing after uh, uh, Williams course. scored. Of course, absolutely. So, but golf had three yeah. three fumbles, two lost. That's kind yeah. of a big deal. And that's his it's his other problem is, is turning over the football. I think that's like his third or fourth fumble so far this year. Um, that he's lost. So, I mean, it's just – and you, we talked last week about how bad the Lions – you know, just how bad that game was, lost to the Ravens. Another tough loss for Detroit because they actually did come in and, and tried to play well. Um, but, you know, the, the running game, you got to be happy with what you saw there. Um, if you want to talk about that first, great bro- blocking up front. Yeah. Especially by the tight ends. I mean, there was that long run by Williams. Um, uh, it was in the gate. It was after the Lions had failed uh, to score. And, and turned it over on downs. It was late. And it was both Komet and um, uh, Jimmy Graham. And they were ju- – Graham took took his guy from the right hash mark all the way to the sideline, like through the sideline. It reminded me of that uh, – uh, what's the movie, the Disney movie about Michael Orr from uh, Baltimore? Oh, uh, Blindside? Blindside. It reminded me of Blindside when he took the guy and threw him mm-hmm. over the wall. Yeah. I mean, I was like, holy That's shit. That's your Graham family. Play. That's yeah. your family. The quarterback <laughs> is your family. Well, They're yeah. trying so, to hurt you. Great, great run blocking. Um, and another great defensive day for Khalil Mack and uh, Robert Quinn. Yeah, we got to do um, a little bit of a shout out for Quinn because he looks like a like something clicked. Maybe it well, was like the, Chuck, he was hurt last year. It's like Chuck said, you know, Chuck had reminded me that he was, he, he was hurt last year and now he's not. Okay. So that means he's going to, but you know, he came into today going up against the, the top 
offensive lineman taken in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Panay Sewell, yes, he's young. He was only 20 or whatever the case may be. Um, but he actually has been playing really well this year, right? I mean, he had week one, he had to go against Nick Bosa of San Fran, right? Yeah. And then he, you know, then they had Green Bay and Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's got a great defense, but he played really well. He gave up two sacks today and he just, and he was hurt a little bit. Um, you know, so definitely Quinn took advantage of, uh, of Sewell. Um, the one thing I just drives me crazy about Quinn though, is it almost seems like if he's just straight rushing, he's only got one move and it's like the swim to the outside. Yeah. He always is coming over the top, right? Um, I shouldn't say always, but it just seemed like that in the game, but great run, blo- great run blocking across the board. The defense obviously played well. Um, well, what do you, you think of Ogletree out there? He looked really good too. Yeah, Ogletree, Roquan Smith. I mean, this guy, this guy's got to win a Defensive Player of the Year at some point, right? I mean, yeah. he's just all over the football. Got himself a sack today. Um, everywhere the ball was, he was there. Right, he's making good plays, especially against the run. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the defense overall, you have to, even though it was again kind of a bend not break type defense at points. They let they let. Uh, Detroit drive down. Yeah. And if Detroit didn't make those mistakes, this game's a hell of a lot closer or worse, right? You know, we're on the other side of, uh, of that score. So it, while it was a good win and it was an optimistic and it's hard to win in the NFL, it's still, there's a lot of question marks on that defense. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, totally. But, hey, but Duke Shelley looked good. I mean, each week, this guy seems to be getting better and better, man, yeah. in that nickel for the bears. So I liked what, what I saw with him. Um, I'm still you know, on the fence with Eddie Jackson. Gibson looked good. He got a sack today. Quinn got a yeah. sack. Smith got a sack. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack got a sack. And he got. Yeah, he looked like he got a little uh, little dinged up there when he got that uh, that forced fumble recovery, and then he passed it forward pass over to to. Oh yeah, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you as far as the, the safety play. I mean, there's still some frustrating situations where the Bears' safeties are, they seem like they're out of position. Um, you know, they're making stupid mistakes, especially in the fourth quarter, that touchdown pass to uh, Khalif Raymond. Yeah. That that long pass. What, what, what the hell was Jackson? And where were the safeties on that one, right? Well, I mean, Jackson, just, had, Jackson had his guy. It was uh, number 24, I think, who just no, who just know, let but... him? I don't know if they were thinking playing zone coverage there, or because he let the guy let his man go, and it might have been Shelby. It might have been Shelby. Yeah, but Shel- Duke Shelley. Yeah, yeah. Shelley. Excuse me. Might have been Shelley, but nevertheless, um, no, he's twenty. So I just remember I said the same thing because I was talking with my son about it. And I'm like, come on, where's Jackson at? And and uh, he he reminded me as the replay was happening. He's like, "Look, Jackson's got his guy. He Jackson was coming over to after defending his guy when he saw the guy um, get the catch. Yeah. Tried to come over and help backside, but by then it was just too late. Yeah. But they tried to make it a I closer mean, game. You know, for an zero and four Lions team, I, there's potential there for them. I totally well, see the potential there. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But let's. I mean, so let's talk Justin Fields. So what'd you think, man? I mean, he, I, there's, I loved the vertical passing game today. The feel of some of those passes that he dropped in that one to that one to Allen Robinson late, where he dropped that over his shoulder on the sideline. Well, that one <laughs> Mooney had one that was just ridiculous. Mooney had another one. Mm-hmm. When, you know, you look at, he didn't complete a lot. What do you complete? 11 or 12 passes, but the, yeah, the 11 or 17. I want to say, 
okay. I want to say he was four of six, 20 plus yards. I don't I don't know if our quarterbacks are usually four of six for twenty plus yards in the first four games of the entire season, let alone the same game, yeah. right? So he kind of showed that that you know the calmness in the pocket. They did move the pocket a few times, but ultimately those vertical shots that he was taking, right? And opening up, you know, it wasn't a dink and dunk type offense. It was you put him in a position to drop those in there. Um and some of those were just beautiful, right? Picture perfect passes. This is the kind of stuff you're you're looking forward to seeing. Oh yeah, and it and it does help when you get a running game and you can utilize the play action. There's no you question a, about yeah, that. Yeah, you need but, the running game for sure. Yeah, and the pick, the interception was a tip pass, so you're not really going to put that on him. So realistically, he you know he's not he's doing a good job with the ball, except when he gets swarmed. If you want to not, you know, if you want to knock on him when he's got people around him, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, you don't want him to panic, but the urgency just doesn't seem to be there, and he's going to be getting that ball slapped out. Yeah, there, not so. yet. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got a, a, a hellacious offensive line that he's got to deal with, and he's got to get the ball out a little bit sooner, which he was doing. A, they were doing a better job today. Um, but there again, we also have to keep this in mind. It was Detroit. So, yeah, we've got some. Was- <laughs> I would like to see him. Obviously, we saw what the team did against Cleveland. Uh, a very potent, potent defensive team, right? And they just they just looked out of sorts, like they had no game plan at all. There was a game plan this time. It was nice to see us take the the kickoff, the first half kickoff, and actually drive down and actually score. A lot of it was the rushing of Montgomery, and I'll take that all day long. You know, if you can if you can get this kid on the outside or, or cutting through the middle, it's going to make a huge difference for your team. You know, for the for the uh, Bears, that th- this is what they needed. They needed some momentum, have some catches that actually, you know, are caught. Give give Justin Fields that that confidence that he needs to throw those uh, difficult passes. Like on the first drive, you know that one the one pass to Mooney. It was a little high. He had a yeah, it was a one handed catch, dude. Bring it down. Uh, but those mm-hmm. are the those are the catches that need to be made. And unfortunately, week one, week two, week three-ish, for sure, um, there were mo- mostly one and two because there wasn't a lot of passing going on in week three. But one and two, they had those passes that, you know, went right through the wickets of, of A-Rob. Um, Mooney just out of his reach. Like, it was so close. You knew if he, they made those couple of catches, you know, the tides would turn, the, the things would change. So it was great to see. They, you know, I feel like he's getting more of a pocket presence as the as the the starts ticker in. And the question is, does Dalton come when Dalton comes back? Do you bring him back as the starter? That's uh, a tough question. I mean, because you think about it, the bit it, as I mentioned at the top of this, the the the, the Lions are a team that help you get well, right? If you're struggling and you're down, you play the Lions, you play the Texans, you know, teams like that. But that's that's it. That first four games now of the season in the books, the next four are brutal. I mean, you got to travel to Las Vegas now to play the Raiders next week. Then you got to come back to, to Chicago and take on Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Then you've got to travel down and take on Tom Brady of the Buccaneers and then come back against a 49er team that's battling in arguably the best the best division in all of football out there in the NFC West. So it does not get any easier. This is if Fields is going to take that next step and he is going to, um, you know, sort of, as you say, take this momentum and, and 
you know, you got to have a short memory in the NFL, right? Yeah. After last week's stinker, yeah. this is presumably that game that helps him gain that confidence. Do you want to take him out in that situation now, right? I mean, do you want to – it's not as if, um, you know, Dalton's going to come back and, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got this offensive juggernaut. We don't have the vertical passing game with Andy Dalton yeah. like we would have with Justin Fields, right? And – um you know the Raiders are 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 not a pushover defense, although you can run the ball against them, right? So if you it, depending on what's going on with Montgomery, you're probably gonna have to go with Damian Williams. We'll probably see a lot more sixth round pick Khalil Herbert uh, in there to try to spell that. But um, you know there's gonna be they're gonna have some tough defenses coming up, right? The Raiders are are pretty good against the pass. The Packers are a great defense. Uh, the Niners are a really good defense, especially against the run. So. You know, I don't know, man. I, I I almost don't want to stunt his momentum if you say he's got it and he gives I remember what I said at the beginning of the season. If he gives you the best chance to win, he has to be in there. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you promised Dalton, if Fields gives you the best chance to win. So as a coaching staff, you gotta figure that shit out. You really do. Yeah. I right? mean right so, yeah, Bears are two and two. I what I'd like to see though, I'd like to see them open up a little bit more to um Robinson. I like to see you know A Rob get a little bit more presence there. I think they're I think it's a missed opportunity for the Bears to to get more more momentum or those times when they do three and out or whatever the case was like in third and fourth uh, quarters that they could have at least got him involved. I mean they only targeted him three well, times well, and he had three catches for sixty three yards. Yeah, but hang on. You know the, the emergence of Dar- the emergence of Darnell Mooney is actually going to help with that, Ron. Because you got to remember, Robinson is is drawing every team's top corner and getting double double teamed, right? So it's not as if the Bears aren't looking his way, but through Fields' progressions, which again he's a rookie, so he's not going to be real sharp at that. But even if he was, you know, is Robinson not getting open? Right. I mean, is he, you know, is there only three targets because he's not getting the separation he needs to get to and he's getting double teamed. You get Mooney to start putting these types string together a few games oh, like yeah. this where teams are going to have to go. You know what? We got to keep an eye on number 11 over on the other side of the field as well. That'll help. Yeah. Right. That's going to help open the game up for Robinson. It's going to help open the uh, the underneath start getting Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham into the games, um, you know, getting more help from your tight ends. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, I think uh, Mooney's emergence will help with that. Oh yeah, five catches, 125 yards, targeted seven times. Uh, I mean, the, I could I could name three that I can remember. You know, one of the first passes of the game, which or not one of the first, but you know, one of the first longer ones, greater than five yards, was a Mooney shot down the right hand side, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was it was perfect. It was right on, caught it in stride. And all he had to do is, you know, he, he he got tackled, but the guy ripped off a piece of his jersey. And then I think of the one where he he, he you know the one handed grab, uh, kind of going in that same direction. And then that one that was just perfectly placed, dude. Like as my son would just say, dropping, there. dropping dimes, baby, dropping dimes. And that's well, in the light. And that's yeah, what ahead. that's what we need to see, right? We need to see and yeah. those guys making those catches. And on the other side of the on the other side of the ball with the with the Lions offense, I, I don't know how they do not get TJ Hawkinson into that offense more. I mean, this this kid could be a superstar and be a George Kittle, you know, type of of tight end. Yeah. 
if they would figure out a way to get him the ball, especially considering how poor the, the offensive line has been playing for Detroit. Um, you know, if Panay Sewell starts having some freshman problems, you've got to figure out how to get the ball underneath the Hawkinson because he's he's strong. He's got, you know, the dude can just flat out play. Yeah. So I don't, I just, I don't know what's going on in Detroit, but I'm glad we drew him this week. Yeah, <laughs> it was right. a win, it was a W, happy to get it. Uh, because, uh, you know, starting next week in Las Vegas, it's going to be a tough run. Bears' victories are going to be tough to come by, and they're going to need um, to be a lot better at on, def- on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have to – they can't allow um, – you're not going to allow Derek Carr to get inside the red zone three times, and they're not coming out 0-3. Oh, yeah. It's not happening, right? Aaron Rodgers is not coming out 0-3 in the red zone. Tom Brady isn't. Uh, you know, with the Niners and they've got, you know, the Steelers are struggling, right? They're, they're on the wrong side of, of success, but we got to play them in Pittsburgh. It's always tough, tough to play them there. And I think it's a, that might be a Monday night game. So, uh, you know, Ben, big Ben could come up and play well there. So again, it's, it, you got a you got a six game gauntlet yep. before you play the Lions again on Thanksgiving, which would be at short rest. So, yeah, it's a win, but we can't play the way we played defensively today against some of these other better quarterbacks. There's no question. Well, the Lions become the first team since the since at least 1993 to have the ball inside their opponent's 10 yard line on each of their first three drives and not score on any of them. <laughs> oh, Two fumbles lost, one turnover on downs. Oh, so ugly, you know, ugly, ugly. It, those things need to happen defensively for the Bears to be in this game. You know, we, they still have some kind of defense, which is great to see. Just some notable scores in the NFL today. We've got Cincinnati over Jacksonville, twenty-four twenty-one. Actually, that was a pretty good game. Um, I believe that was the Thursday night game, and uh, I was I was pretty impressed with uh, getting some prime time for uh, the quarterback of Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. And, yep. uh, of course, Joe Burrow, stud muffin coming down, taking those <laughs> taking those shots, getting getting the team in the position to win 24-21. Um, Jets over Tennessee. Little surpriser there. I, now, a yeah. little surpriser, but understand that Tennessee's wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, both were out today. So I would have thought they would have, Sent a little bit more as far as used Henry. They used him. They used him quite a bit, but could they have used him more? Now they were playing down. So Henry had thirty three carries for one hundred fifty seven yards and one touchdown. So I guess they used him pretty good. Oh, it was it was all the offensive line. They were brutal. Tannehill was getting his ass handed to him. I think they had seven or eight sacks the first half. They couldn't. I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. Their their Tannehill was under pressure constantly. Um, yeah, you said Jones and AJ Brown were both out, right? So yeah. you you take Derrick Henry out of this game, and it's not twenty seven to twenty four. The Jets are crushing them because yep. Zach Wilson came out and played well, almost had three hundred yards today. Um, you know, a big touchdown pass to Corey Davis. I think another big play to Keenan Cole. I mean, just overall, I mean, these guys played really well, and the Jets' defense surprisingly, again, kind of to the Bears, played well in the red zone. Right? Yeah. They they did well to keep the game you know, from getting out of control and, um, you know, again, it was, it was Wilson really coming alive, especially with the deep ball, Mm -hmm. right? He played really well with that consistent deep ball. So big win for the Jets. I think their first one, right? Yeah. First one. 
Isn't that their first one? Yeah, yeah, they're one and three. Tennessee's two and two. Kansas City over Philly, forty-two to thirty. I don't know how I feel about Ty that. Tyreek Hill, holy shit balls! Yeah, what? Can't, well, obviously Kansas City was struggling, right? And just you know, as we talked last week, that was that the whole records there was upside down. You got Denver in the at Vegas undefeated, and you got Kansas City in the basement. But yeah, um, unleash Tyreek Hill. Unbelievable. The guy got me like f- almost 48 points in my other league, in my other fantasy oh, yeah. league. 11 for um, 186 yards, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He yep. he was 11 of 12 targets, so he caught yeah. 98% of what he needed. Well, and the, and I think Philly pretty much showed that um, this is the type of win the Chiefs are going to have to have in 2021 because their defense is not looking good, right? Yeah. I mean, this is Jalen. This is a guy who laid an egg on Monday against the Cowboys, right? And then he comes out, and the, the Chiefs' D was 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 not doing very well. No, no. He gave, um, they gave up 387 Didn't he throw for yards. like 400 yards or something? 387 yards, two touchdowns, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Plus, he for ran eight do, for 47. Yeah. Yeah, he was a stud. And, and that again, that defense, which, you know, the, especially the front seven last year was really good. They're struggling, so... Well, it was a it was a good game, but Kansas City comes on top, which we expect. But they're two and two, and Philly's one and three. Carolina, um, not a close game, but a fun game. We'll talk a little bit about that in more detail in a minute. We'll finish up the other scores here. New York Jets twenty seven over the Saints twenty one. Um, no, that that's the Giants. Oh, excuse the Giants me, excuse me, the Giants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. They're now yeah. one and three. They're finally out of the out of the uh, O for basement. Uh, uh-huh. Cleveland fourteen to seven over Minnesota on the road. That I didn't watch much of that game. That, but I know your Jefferson got a got a touchdown. But that's about it, right? Oh yeah, it was it was that was an ugly game. Um, from what you know, I was popping back and forth between them. But you know, Mayfield just was struggling big time, and you know he uh, he was overthrowing guys. I saw a couple of replays where he was underthrowing guys. Um, he missed Odell Beckham on, on a few, you know, wide open situations. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, he probably had, I mean, he probably had one of his worst games in quite a while. You know, they closed out the season strong last year. Yep. Uh, obviously off to a good start this year, but this is a game that I'm sure Mayfield would like to forget. Of course he was 15 to 33 for 155 yards. Oh, Nick, Nick Chubb. Now, and now the, the Vikings are not a bad defense, but they're not, you know, they're not that good. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not a 155-yard defense. That's right. for sure. And then, mm-hmm. um, of course, we talked Bears-Detroit. Buffalo over Houston, 40 to nothing. Now that is a good defense. That's the best defense in football. Oh, yeah. Right? Buffalo's the best defense in football, bar none. Um, you can't run against this team. You can't throw against this team. You can't score against this team. And that, if you... You put that defense in a, in a situation now where you have, uh, you know, Josh Allen throwing touchdown passes for you on the other side of the other side. Oh my God, this is good. this is gonna be a tough team to beat. It is tough beat. Now, granted, now granted, they were going up against Davis Mills, who looks completely out of place. You know, he's he's throwing off his back foot. He, he's just oh, he, dude. He, so yeah. he's eleven to twenty-one for eighty-seven yards, four picks. Yeah. And yeah, it I, was ugly. It was ugly. Absolutely. And I'm very thankful. I do have, uh, in my fantasy, I do have Buffalo's defense because I knew what kind of stud muffins <laughs> they are. How many points did they get you? 20. That would be a nice day. 20 points. That's that's insane for a defense. 
That's the second that's, that's time they've given me 20 points. They shut out. They almost shut out Miami last week, and then the week before they did shut out. I uh, can't remember who they were playing, but they. this is the second team they've shut out so far. Um, two out of four games they've had, two shutouts. So, yeah, they've only given up like 40 points all season in, in four games. So, yeah, Buffalo's yeah. going to be a it's, – it's definitely looking like Buffalo's going to contend – uh, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, no question. Indiana over Miami, 27-17. Washington takes it to the house in Atlanta, 34-30. Seattle that was a great that was a great finish. I don't know if you I don't know if you had a chance to I, see that I one. I didn't get a chance, but it looked like a pretty pretty good finish. Yeah, Jay, Heineke was in in trouble, and he found JD McKissick on the other side of the field, and. It, he dove into the corner, you know, just over the pylon for a touchdown. They were because they, I think they could have kicked a field goal and won it, um, but they ended up taking it in the end zone. And then Atlanta, of course, I mean that's a team that's also heading in the wrong direction. It's like Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know? they're one and three. Washington's two and two. What what I think is interesting. What do you think of uh, Cordell Patterson? His gameplay. He's he's doing well, isn't he? And I think J Babs picked him up on his fantasy. I'm like, what the hell did he do that for? And he scored like two or three touchdowns. Uh, three, like, yeah, five, five receptions, 82 yards, three touchdowns, which is sad because I have Calvin Ridley. I was hoping to get a couple more extra points out of there for my fantasy, but it's not looking too good. No. And then uh, Seattle over San Francisco, 28-21. Seahawks needed this one, right? They need they needed this one for sure. Um, you know, they, they played really well in the second half. Russell Wilson and them, uh, you know, really got things going. Trey Lance, it looks like he's in there. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, something with yeah. a calf injury or yeah. something like that. So he and he had some rookie issues there. Um, I think his first pass was right off of Kittle's boot. <laughs> so, well, was Trey Lance? Um, I, they must not have it uploaded on the NFL dot com because all I have is Jimmy G's stats. I don't even see Trey Lance's name on there. Just like I didn't see uh, what's the kid from the Jets? Mar- is it Martin? Zach Zach Wilson Wilson excuse me Zach Wilson his name's not even on there as far as uh, passer <laughs> so you don't have any stats for those which was really odd but uh, Debo Samuel had a great game eight catches 156 yards two touchdowns my son had him on the bench yeah and he's already crushing me it was 145 points with one player to go I have 136 points with one player to go so he'll probably end up beating me this week and then I got to hear it. From his stinking mouth all week. <laughs> Can't wait. Nice. nice. Um, and then uh, just to round up uh, the, the later games, uh, Arizona over the Rams, 37-20. Pittsburgh losing. Oh, the- wait, 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 wait. Before you jump from that game, we got to talk about that real quick. Yeah. This is Arizona's for real, right? This was the test. This was the where you were going to really see is was Arizona's 3-0 start legit. You know, obviously they have a win over Jacksonville there. They barely beat Minnesota. Um is was this a legit Arizona team? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And Kyler Murray. This guy is he is insane. Great great football player. Um you know, obviously he exposed that Rams defense mm-hmm. and you know, this was a statement game for them, man, to come out here and to essentially manhandle the the expected NFC Super Bowl contender, right? Yeah, to come on out the road. There and just play so well and do yeah. it on the road, which they, they're 3-0 and on the road, right? They've won all three games on the road convincingly, 
right? Their 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 home game against the Vikings, I think they played was when they beat them by one. It was that late late win or whatever. Yeah. So or you know the late uh, score for the win. Um, but they had over 450 yards of offense today against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Hats off to Arizona, man. This team is legit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, they won 37 to 20. Run your ass over with the smack wagon for no, that no, one. No, no, no. Green Bay beating up on Pittsburgh 27 17. Roethlisberger, I think, uh, he just needs to hang it up. I needed some more points out of uh, that tight end, but he didn't get me much this week. So, very McHenry's sad. very own Robert Tunyon. Very sad, very depressing. Uh, Tunyon had two catches for eight yards. He was open. He should have caught one for a touchdown. It was um, he was targeted a few times actually. Seven times he made two catches. So very sad and depressing as far as that goes. But Green go. Green Bay now is three and one. They're leading the <laughs> NFC North. Uh, Pittsburgh one and three. No surprise there. And then we go into Baltimore just beating up on Denver 23-7. This was the other test that needed to happen, right, T-Dog? The Denver comes into this game 3-0. and They're at home. Now we know Denver has not played very well. I mean, they've played well enough to win, but they weren't playing against top-tier teams. Well, it was their defense, all right, that got them to this point. I mean, I think they had the number three defense coming into today, and um, they're still, you know, they're not giving up a ton of points. Uh, they're, they're certainly the defense is very good. Um, but yeah, I would say this one, um, Arizona's game, this game as well to, and it was really these, sorry, excuse me. We had these three teams that were three, and zero. Arizona being one of them, Denver being another, right. And they failed the test here against the Ravens. Yeah. And then the Carolina Panthers, right. Who came into this game with or came into today with the number one defense in the NFL um, and going up against Dallas I mean they this is a team that was giving up 45 yards on the ground but again they played nobody right I don't think anybody I think that all the teams they played were winless right yeah. so it was this was their first true test and they failed mightily I mean Zeke Elliott was was unbelievable today right he had uh, oh yeah, hundred almost one hundred and fifty yards on the day. Yep. When he gets when he actually plays well, this Dallas team is tough to beat. If you can get and you got Tony Pollard, who's his backup, right, comes in and rushes for almost seventy yards on ten carries. This gives Prescott the opportunity to continue to play well and shine and and have the kind of start that he had last year before he got hurt. Right. I mean, they're putting up over four hundred yards of offense again. Um, they scored at will against a defense that is pretty darn pretty darn good, and I mentioned it last week, man. Trayvon Diggs, I told, I said last week, I said, watch this guy. He is really really mm-hmm. good, and he's going to only get better. Today he had two interceptions. He was all over the place. You know, it was it was just a ball hawk. Diggs is le- he's. I keep saying legit because it is. Hey hey, <laughs> hey but hey. actually, one other thing. You know, I, I will say one other thing about this. Um, I'm so happy for Sam Darnold, right? Oh, yeah. Because the guy's the guy actually, he had a great game today. A couple of touchdown rushes, I believe. Um, yep, he had you know, two. Threw for over three, yeah, threw for over 300 yards today. It just, it just goes to show you that sometimes, and it makes me wonder, right? It really makes me wonder or hope that Trubisky gets another chance somewhere. 
somewhere, give that guy another chance and see if he could shine because maybe it really was the system, right? I mean, Darnold obviously was in a toxic situation in, of course. in New York. Of course. Now he's in Carolina and he's playing as good as he was expected to play for being a, oh, you yeah. know, a top pick. So, I mean, doesn't it also helps to have DJ Moore eight catches for 113 yards, two touchdowns. Right. Um, and remember this, they, um, uh, Christian McCaffrey's out, he's injured. You know, right. he's not even, he's not even on the, you know, he, he's not out there. So you, that's which, one which, more offensive player you can have. Which by the way, one of the, who, so whoever's in the league, um, in our, in our uh, fantasy league, he had him playing today, even though he was out. Oh yes. I don't know who it was, but I'm like, I somebody's got to remind him that you need to, uh, change. You need, to check your, you need to check your matchups. It's only uh, week four guys. It's only week four. There's no reason for you to not check your matchups. But yeah, Sam Darnold looked great. Uh, three hundred one, two touchdowns, two picks, but uh, he also rushes for two uh, in the end zone. So what a great game! And I I know um, there's just a few other games, but you know let's just talk a little bit more about uh, the Cowboys because that's you know your neck of the woods. Dak uh, mm-hmm. didn't need to do a lot today, but what he he ended up doing was throwing for 188 yards and four touchdowns. And it helps to have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott out there, 20 carries, 143 yards, and a touchdown, 7.2 average. Are you kidding me? And Tony Pollard yeah. came in there, got another 67 yards, and Dak got 35. So over 200 yards in rushing. Uh, Amari Cooper got a touchdown, Dave, uh, Dalton Schultz, and uh, uh, Seed, is it Seed Wilson or Sed? Cedric. Cedric Wilson. All three. Cedric Wilson played for Blake Boise Jarwin, State, actually. And Blake Jarwin, all four guys. So he was spreading the ball around. He was definitely uh, dishing out the uh, the pill to the uh, to a lot of wide receivers, and they were catching him in the end zone, which is which is amazing. And then uh, Trayvon Diggs, you said it, man. Two two interceptions, twenty three yards. He's looking amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, he absolutely is. He had that big touchdown uh, return um, in last week's when Diggs did over the Eagles, but this is the question now is, I mean, is, are the Cowboys, should they be taken seriously? Right. I mean, they, they played really well early in, in the season against Tampa Bay. The opener, that was a fun game, right? Oh yeah. That was their only loss. Um, yeah. But to come out and, you know, again, the Carolina's defense is really good, but they laid an egg today. Yeah. Um, but to have, you know, to, to be winning games the way they're doing it, to get Ezekiel Elliott back playing well, to have Pollard as a backup, you, if if they start clicking like that, I mean, what do you what do you do as a defense, right? I mean, they're just there's just no way to 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 defend and let, especially if Dak if uh, Dak Prescott continues um, to play as well as he's playing, right? So it's Dallas is going to be a tough a tough draw. They're going to and and again, look at the look at the division they're in, right? I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. right now the Giants are struggling, Eagles are struggling, Redskins, something's up with that defense, which, you know, we expected to be one of the top defenses in the league. Um, so it, it is definitely a, a winnable, a winnable division for Dallas. If they can continue and get out and, and have a good, good start here, um, why not? Right. I mean, this is the Cowboys are really. Really off to a great start. Who do they have next week? I'm trying to pull up their schedule. Oh, for Dallas? I can't get it to pull up. Yeah, who uh, the Cowboys play? I was wondering yeah. if they want. 
I will tell you, next week is going to be... Oh, why didn't it... Um, okay, week I five. I got either, it right here. But. Okay, so week five, Dallas is playing... Where are you at, Dallas? Don't tell, oh, New York. So they're going to be at home... The Giants? Against the Giants, yep. Yep. Okay, so the division game... Um, Giants get their first win of the year this year, so we'll and and it's in it's in Dallas. Okay, it's in Dallas. Um, yeah, big big game for them because then they got some road they got road tilts against New England and Minnesota. New England played well against mm-hmm. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They came up short. Yeah, let's talk about that um, elephant in the room. Brady goes back home to New England mm-hmm. on a rainy, crappy night. And uh, ends up winning nineteen seventeen, but it came down to a kick, and it was—I'm not going to say the word, but it was definitely off the post. Not oh, gonna, you mean a doink? There you go, because that's all I hear. You don't like—you don't like Collinsworth's Al, Al Michael? No, Al Michael's the one with the double doink. So, um, no, I've it, no, but it, it, you know Collinsworth what? actually said double doink. I would love to hear how many games Sunday night games have come down to a doink of some sort. It seems like a lot when those two are, are announcing the games. seems yeah. like the, maybe the kickers are afraid when they're on. They're going to like, oh, my God, they're going to talk about my kick. If it hits the post, I'll be a laughing stock of the, the game. But uh, it was a, actually it was a really good game today, Tampa Bay at New England. And honestly, I thought New England was going to pull it, pull it out, dude. I thought they were going to come. It seemed like it. I mean, Mac Jones looked great uh, for a rook. I mean, 19 straight completions at one point. He was 31 of 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and a pick. Um, rushing, though, did you look at the rushing yards? I did not. I, I don't even know if this is true because I don't even trust. <laughs> Unless they have like a rookie. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. They literally had zero rushing yards. Is that real? Um, probably not. I mean, but... that just blows my mind. If I, it just can't be, it's got to be one of those things. Like I'm looking at the NFL stats, and they got Nelson Aguilar with one carry, Brandon Bolden with one carry, JJ Taylor with one carry, Mac Jones with one carry, and Damian Harris with four carries. Aguilar had four yards. Mac Jones had minus one. Damian Harris had minus four. Can that even be real? Sure. I mean, sure it can. I, I, that sounds odd, though. Crazy, I mean, right? That they only ran the ball, you know, less than ten times. Yeah, eight. In that close of a game, you got to establish a running game for, for Mac Jones. I didn't watch the entire game. Obviously, I watched pieces of it. Yeah. Um, well, Hunter Henry but, looked good. Nelson Aguilar did okay. and Of course Jacoby he is because I... Kicked, I kicked him off my uh, fantasy football, just like Darnell Mooney. I, I finally waived him because I was tired of it. Oh. And he Justin Fields' favorite target. Yep. Seriously? Seriously? Well, I have Junu Smith. He had three catches, 14 yards, and a touchdown. I could have used that in my fantasy. But uh, let's talk a little bit of Monday night, unless you you got some smacking going on. Do you have any smacking going on? You know, COVID gets the smack because it ruined my weekend. Hold on. And Steve's weekend. <laughs> Can, can hold, we, hold on, hold on. Can you run over? Can you run over? Diddly poo <laughs> offense. Oops. <laughs> can I run? Can I run over? Of course I can. Here we go. Ready? Oh. Let's let's do that. Okay. Cut. 
COVID ruins the T-Dogs weekend, folks. Yep. Steve, Steve, Steve couldn't go. Steve caught the big C, and Tim caught the big uh, no-fly zone. So, unfortunately... You know what? In, in hindsight, it was probably a good thing. Going to visit the Pops this week. Don't need to be going and sitting with 60,000 screaming, spitting COVID fans. And then bringing that back to my well, pops, and so. then the other poor struggle. planning on my part. Well, Plus, I had to do some work to no, nah, whatever. Weekend, so but here's out. the other thing: the other struggle you had is, did you really want to fly all the way out there, knowing that it could have been foals today? And that was <sighs> well, I guess that I would guess have been brutal too. So you dodged a few bullets. You dodged it, a few either foals or one of the backups they brought in. And you know what? I did look up the the, the Buccaneers Patriots, and they had eight carries for minus one yard. That is legit. <laughs> oh my god, that is legit. That's so crazy. that to me, and again, I did not watch the entire game, but to me, that screams that they had a specific game plan in place to throw the football and not and not run not run it. Now right? and, and that, it so. was downpouring pretty good. So maybe that's sure. one of the reasons why they didn't run as much. But at but Fournette had twenty carries for ninety one yards. Say, yeah, Tampa Bay ran the ball thirty times. <laughs> so So that's not that's all that's not always accurate. But you know, once again for the NFL games, it, it was a great weekend. Uh, we've got a Monday night matchup tomorrow night coming on. It's Las Vegas at the Raiders, the at the Chargers at so SoFi Field. Um, once again, another three and O team. T Dog, uh, Las Vegas, uh, shockingly three and O right now. Um, they're first in offense and they're first in passing. If you can believe that, against I don't. I, it's not shocking. I mean, I don't think it's shocking that they're three and I think they've they're playing good football right now. I said it the, before. Derek Carr is is you know one of the better quarterbacks at least he's playing like it in the NFL. And if you got somebody at your center who can throw the pill like he's doing, you're going to win games. So, it's not, it's not surprising to me. I think Denver's more surprising 3 and 0. The Panthers are more surprising 3 and 0 than the Raiders. Yeah, that's true. And they got knocked so. back into their place and the question is will Las Vegas uh, suffer a their first defeat on Monday night, T-Doc? Um, where are they playing? They're playing in SoFi in, in Los uh, Angeles. Out in Los Angeles, huh? Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, Justin Herbert, I think, is is definitely, um, you know, he's he's taken several steps forward this year. That Chargers team is not a pushover. Um, but I like the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to come out victorious on this and get a road win and, and uh, join the Cardinals as uh, the only undefeated teams left in the NFL. Well, Justin Herbert has a 140.5 passing rating when targeting Mike Williams this season. Second highest by any quarterback wide receiver duo this season. Minimum 20 targets. That's his favorite. There you go. And then Derek Carr joined Patrick Mahomes from 2019 as the only quarterbacks in NFL history to win each of their team's first three games of a season and have 300 plus 350 plus passing yards and two plus passing touchdowns in each game. Just some little tidbit. Now that I'm playing against my son's uh, Eckler entering week four, Austin Eckler is one of two players and Swift being the other one, <coughs> excuse me, with a hundred plus rushing yards, one plus rushing touchdown, hundred plus receiving yards and one plus receiving touchdowns this season. So we lose points for missed field goals, right? We do. Okay, you know how many? 
Is it three points? One I point? I, I don't know. Maybe one. Hmm. I'm beating. So you're you're losing to your son. I'm beating my son. I've got a 99% chance of winning, and I've got Carlson tomorrow. So he has to miss like 10 field goals <laughs> for me to lose. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like 16 so. points out. It's it's so gonna be, be two tough. and two, and Ka- and uh, uh, Steve Steve crushed Babs, which was nice. Um, at least I think he did. He d- doesn't have the points updated in there or something for the uh, for Brady for some reason. The points aren't updated in there, but I don't know why that's the case. Well, we will. We've got some uh, baseball talk to talk about here in just a few seconds. Just right after these few words i'd like to thank our sponsor the u.s postal service when you want something expensive thrown on your porch and stolen you want the u.s postal service come on man come on man so mlb uh, we transition. No, so so yeah uh steve should beat the babs and that's awesome yep mlb how about it there's baseball going on right now and the season the regular season is over so the playoff season now begins I got one for you here at their LV. The Los Angeles Dodgers have won 106 games. They've won seven in a row in nine of their last 10, and they still didn't win the division. Okay. How do you like that? The Giants. The Giants somehow won 107 games. Uh, it, you know, they got a great pitching staff. I just can't believe the Giants are... are that won, won that division. It's crazy to think that. Well, let's talk postseason uh, pitcher. You, you mentioned number one in the N- National League is the San Francisco Giants. Number two is the Milwaukee Brewers. Third place is Atlanta. So Brewers are taking on Atlanta. And there's a play-in wild card game, one game. And that's going to be your lot. Well, not yours, but your son's. Los Angeles the Dodgers, Dodgers and, the Cardinals, yeah. and the Cardinals. So that should be an interesting one-game playoff. Yeah, absolutely, because you know the Dodgers are are sending Max Scherzer the mound to the mound, right? Who they traded for there at the uh, All Star break, and the Cardinals will have Adam Wainwright, who's playing, you know, pitching very well. But Scherzer pitched really good against the Cardinals this year in two games. He struck out twenty two and only walked one, um, and I don't think he gave up an earned run against them in two starts. So he is the right guy for the Dodgers. Uh, talk to Kevin, who's obviously a big Dodger fan. He says, this is, you know, this is obviously nerve wracking. It's a one and done, you know, win and you're, you're moving on. Um, but I think the vast majority of the baseball baseball world wants to see the Dodgers advance here, right? They want that Dodgers giants NLDS, which would be a classic, you know, typically the championship round, um, you know, you see it in the NFL all the time. A lot of times the AFC championship or the NFC championship or both is sometimes better than the Super Bowl, right? It just seems to happen that way. Yeah. This this would probably be one of the best NLDSs, you know, division series in a long time, right? To see two teams with over 100 wins, mm-hmm. you know, taking each other on, and that's not even in the championship, right? So, um, you know, to me, I almost, I would think baseball probably needs to do something with that that it, it, you know, it shouldn't be a situation where you've got the teams with the two best records playing each other, um, you know, it, just because they're in the same division. So I don't like it, but I think that's what we want to see. It, you know, the Giants held on to win the division there at the end, so they'll be able to wait and t- to see who they play. I want to see Dodgers-Giants. I think the vast majority of the baseball fans do as well. 
I agree. Uh, four versus five. Obviously, it's the Dodgers versus St. Louis for one game. How do you feel about that one game, though? Do you you think that should there be that one game, or should it just be number four getting in and play your top four? Um, no. You want to have. I, I don't mind the the wild card. The, the way they have it made up. I mean, it's it's this type of situation that makes it kind of, you know, a lot of times you typically have, you know, the team with like 91 wins, you know, playing a team with 87 wins, not a situation like this where you've got two teams, you know, a team that won 106 games and they literally have to win their 107th or they're done. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. If baseball is going to expand the playoffs, I think ultimately you could put yourself in a position where you have, um, you know, maybe additional throw in a couple of more teams, have the first six play a three game series, um, you know, to open up and then have the top seed sit and wait. Right. I mean, you could do something like that if you wanted to, uh, you know, the four division winners and then maybe three wild cards or something like that. Um, but again, it's, it's the way it's the way it is right now. And unfortunately the Dodgers have to figure out a way to, to not their catch Wayne right on his yeah. best night. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's very interesting you say that because right now looking at it, you know, they've got the top five teams, you know, battling it out for the playoffs. You can almost, you can almost theoretically go. I mean, how would you do that? You would almost, you'd almost have to have like the top eight teams. No, no, no. You'd pay, you could have the top seven. You can have the number one team get a buy and not have to play in the first round. And then you have the other, then you take the three, the other three division winners there you go. and have them host the three wildcard teams. There right? you go. And then, you know, and you do a, a, a the, all three of the games would be at, at the division winners field, right? You don't have to worry about so that we can play them three days in a row. You know, the, the wild card team doesn't need to have a game at home and you, you need to win the next round, right? You need to win to get in the next round if you want to have a home game. So realistically, that's one way they could do it if they want to expand and get a couple more teams into the playoffs. But right now it's, it's, this is the way it is. And this is actually, this is, Probably the in the last several years, the first time it could be anyone, right? It just seems like it's really wide open. I mean, you had the Cubs back in 2016 um, that, you know, they had over 100 wins. The Astros, when they beat the Dodgers in 17, over 100 wins. The um, uh, the Red Sox the year after that had, had 100 wins. Um, uh, the Dodgers were on pace or would have won 100 and whatever, 120 games in yeah. 2000 in the shortened season. Right. Um, so only really the, I think it was the nationals in 2019 that had 90 wins or something that actually, you know, went and won the world series without having a hundred wins. So you've got uh, the 106 win Dodgers. You got the Astros. Um, no, not the Astros, the Rays. You got yeah, Tampa Rays, Bay's yeah. got a hundred wins. You got the giants and the Dodgers. So I, I, Realistically, if the Cardinals beat the Dodgers, they absolutely could stun the Giants, right? And you, so it's it just seems like it's really wide open. Um, I think the series are really going to be competitive this year. It's really going to go deep into you know you're not going to see these three game sweeps or four game sweeps. I just don't see it. Um, I think there's just a, a real kind of level playing field, yeah, uh, here in the playoff race. So. And at least, you know, at least we got one Chicago team in there, right? I mean, the, the White Sox, I think, were the first team to actually clinch a division, right, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So 
Um, well, just finish off NLDS, then we'll jump to AL, ALDS. Uh, NLDS, who do you got c- coming out going into the NLCS? Well, I mean, you got to let's assume the Dodgers beat the 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 Cardinals, right? Because I think they will, and I think they should. Okay. Um, realistically, I think that's what it's going to come down to is, um, you know, will the additions that Los Angeles made in the the at the all-star break be enough to push them in a five game series against the giants. And I think it will. And I think their pitching is going to be the difference um, in that series. I see the Dodgers. I still see the Dodgers as being the team to beat in the national league. Um, Braves brewers. I think, you know, the brewers just lost their, their top reliever or one of their top relievers. I think the idiot punched a wall or something and, you know, broke a bone in his pitching hand. Uh, (laughs) You know, so uh, I guess you know. When so who, who you got ha- winning out of that? I would. I think the. Uh, I think the Braves would take it there, and and uh, they'll play the Dodgers in the NLCS. Okay, I've got San Francisco and the Braves going. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Going back to the wild card on the um, the AL side, we've got Boston against New York. That's actually going to be a really good game. Uh-huh. I think. I mean, geez. What rivalry do you want going in there? I mean, L.A. St. Louis. There's a little bit of rivalry, but not as big as the Boston, Boston, New York. And then, even if they once they battle that one game out and probably use you know ten pitchers apiece to get into the next round, they got to play Tampa Bay, who's been yeah. playing lights out. And then um, the White Sox struggle a little bit against Houston. Uh, I know they struggled a little bit on the road. Uh, this was more the beginning or middle of the season, somewhere around, actually right around my birthday, around June. Um, they had lost three of four. Uh, they turned it around and won a few more uh, after that series. But um, if there was a team that's still hot going into the playoffs, I'd, I'd have to say the Sox are, is that team. Um, they won, I think, out of their last five. They were like three and two or Maybe they were even eight and two over the last five game or ten games, so they're they're a hot team. They they've got hitting and actually, to be honest with you, a lot of their key players at the end they had that record with a lot of players out, dude. A lot of people on IR, um, a lot of bad injuries, but those guys are are coming back and been back for a while to to start getting hot and warming up. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is having a great. Uh, Second half because he was out the first half. Also, uh, Lewis Robert, um, or yeah, Lewis Lewis Roberts, Luis Robert, Luis Roberts, another one that was injured pretty much the first half of the season. Now is back and he's he's hitting the long ball. They actually look great. Um, the pitching is on fire. I Rodan is has been injured, but I know he's been working his way back. I don't know if he'll make it into the uh, series with Houston. But um, my feeling is New York-Boston, I think Boston edges out New York, gets against Tampa. I think it'll be Tampa, and I'm hoping, a little biased, a little Chicago biased. I'd like to see Tampa-Chicago in the ALCS. We'll have to talk more next week to see if those predictions came through. Um, But quickly, we're just going to take one little quick break, a little uh, sponsor uh, uh, break. One second. This is KTIT, KTIT, playing the breasts are the best tunes in town. All right, well, thank you. Got, you got to come up with some new ones, man. Thank you, KTIT. 
And then uh, just to finish up, because I know the I know we're getting close to that one hour mark on our podcast, but we well, you didn't ask me about the American League. Series. Oh, well, that's the matter with you. That's right, Jag bag. Well, you had started off with the American League, and then I had to cut you short because we didn't finish <laughs> well, on the. Well, you brought up something about the White Sox. That's a pretty key point. They're the only division winner that did not have a winning record on the road. That's that's gonna that's pretty big, right? I mean, it's, yeah. if they can't if they can't figure out a way to win on the road in the playoffs, um, you know, you're gonna you're in a struggle. There's gonna be some problems. They did other. They finished off nice, right? I think they won seven or seven of their last eight or something like that. After they kind of struggled. They won the division simply because the rest of the division sucks, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know that, you know, I've got a lot of confidence in how well the White Sox are playing right now. In <clears throat> um, Tampa Bay, their starting pitching is struggling right now. That's been a strength of theirs for, for a long time, and Glasnow was really that guy. Uh, but you're not getting quality starts right now. Uh, you know, you know. I know they've been trying to throw together a, a – uh, um, a rotation lately, and they've had they've dealt with some injuries, so uh, not hitting very well either. So Tampa Bay just you know figured out a way to win that division, but I think that realistically, you're looking at Houston and the winner of that Boston New York series is going to be dangerous, right? I mean, those are two teams that are on the rise right now. So to me, it's going to be it's going to be a tight race in the American League. So there you go. Now you can jump into what you wanted. Well, to say. hold on a second. So you're saying in the ALD, ALDS, um, you're saying it's going to be Houston and Tampa? Is that what you're saying? In the, well, no, in the Tampa, the White Sox are playing the Astros. Are you talking about the NLCS? Yeah, NLCS. I think it's going to be the Astros and then the winner of the Yankees Red Sox. Really? Yes. Wow. That's pretty bold. There you go. I like it. Well, we're just going to finish off the the podcast. Just a little shout-out to the NHL. I know this is Tim's favorite uh, subject to talk about. Oh, sorry. But we do have a little little background music that we can can play just as I'm talking. Oh, I know it is. So starting really soon over the next couple of days, we've got the NHL is back. And to start off, the Vegas Golden Knights will be playing the Seattle Kraken in in Las Vegas as their first game opener. So we should, uh, for all you uh, hockey fans out there, make sure you check out that. The, the new expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, is coming to Las Vegas. Um, Chicago looks actually pretty good in their, pre- in their preseason games. They've, they've won a couple. I'm pretty pretty happy with that. And uh, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of switch-ups, and Chicago now actually has a goalie that uh, can probably win some games for them uh, just on his own, just by shutouts. And that would be the flower. You know who the flower is there, T-Dog, or did you fall asleep through that? Marc-Andre. Marc-Andre. So... So there, yeah, let's 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 not kid ourselves. The Blackhawks are in rebuild mode, man. It's going to be a long season. I don't know. I I, I, I don't think so. I, you forgot Taves that's coming back, and I know there's been a lot of like Mandala is not a big Taves fan, but Captain Serious is you know he's serious. You need those guys he's on got your team. Serious problems. He's got some sort of serious medical issue that they still haven't figured out. So yeah, but he's got the energy right now to come back and play for his uh, beloved Hawks, and that's the important there you thing. Go. So any. What was that there, T Dog? It's tired and late. 
Come on, man. Come on, man. But anyways, for you for you sports fans, that is our podcast. We are we are getting ready to get off this podcast as quickly as possible. But you have been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potato Podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening, potato heads. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs>